Bermuda. It's an island in the Atlantic known for spectacular ocean views, rum swizzles, and a mysterious urban legend. It's not a destination that comes to mind when we think of dressage hotspots, but that's part of why it was such an interesting place for a dressage enthusiast to visit. Earlier in December, my travels brought me to this stunning island where I got the chance to learn about this very unique dressage community that is small but mighty. During my time there, I saw for myself that a small dressage community actually isn't a dead end for dressage riders. In many ways, it has its own advantages. It also has a way of bringing out ingenuity, resourcefulness, and dedication. For example, I learned that there isn't a permanent dressage arena on the island, and I heard about how riders deal with that challenge. I discovered that there's very limited turnout throughout the island, and I learned how training and warm-up techniques must change to compensate for that. I also met the local horse shipper, who happens to be the farrier and the feed and the shavings provider. And for the first time in my life, I walked into a barn that had ocean views that rival that of a five-star hotel. I'm not kidding. <laughs> During my visit, I also had the chance to attend a two-part show at Bermuda's National Equestrian Center, nicknamed VZ Street. The first part of the show was the FEI Dressage World Challenge, which aims to give less experienced riders who live in more remote countries the chance to compete internationally without having to leave their own country. This show also hosted a junior championship qualifier. The following day was a schooling show for riders of all ages. I also had the chance to spend time with junior rider Robin Stemple, who is aiming to compete at the 2020 North American Youth Championships with her partner Rosano Royale too. I was also able to chat with Bermuda's own international dressage star, Annabelle Collins, who has her eyes set on Tokyo. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Paulson, and in this episode of the Dressage Today podcast, I was joined by Bermuda's national dressage coach, Angela Halloran-Smith, as she shared some of the challenges and unique perks of pursuing dressage on this small island. We talked about the big hopes that she has for dressage in Bermuda and some of the strides they're taking to make it all happen. So pour yourself a fruity drink with an umbrella and have a listen. Hey there, I'm Jennifer Malachi. I'm Lindsay Paulson. We're the hosts of the Dressage Today podcast, where you can find us talking about anything and everything dressage related. Our conversations span the world of dressage, from leading riders to local level dressage heroes. We're talking training advice, horse care tips, and stories to inspire your own dressage journey. Tune in, then tack up. Angela, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Um, and uh, for those of you who are listening, um, Angela and I have the most beautiful view. Uh, right now we're looking out on Harrington Sound and there's boats and palm trees here in the background. And after Angela and I get done with our conversation here, she is taking me um, around the island to do some sightseeing. So we've got a really fun day ahead of us. So thank you, Angela. Just to start off, how about you tell us about your equestrian background, where you're originally from, and how on earth you ended up here in Bermuda. Thank you. And first of all, thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming here to Bermuda and for allowing me this opportunity to speak with you and everything. Um, I am originally from Greensboro, North Carolina, and um, I am very lucky to have my bronze, silver, and gold USDF medals. And um, I'll have to say I started when I was in third grade, and um, this fabulous woman um, started teaching me riding lessons. And then after I started growing up, her daughter started taking things over. And so a lot of my background is from Fellowship Farm in Greensboro, North Carolina, with her mom, Cam Bell, and um, the main trainer there, Tammy Batts. And um, she started me in the Young Riders program. And in fact, I was her first young rider to come through. And um, since then, I think she's done at least 15 plus young riders through the system and everything. But that's sort of how it all started for me, was getting into that program and everything. And through that program, I met a very nice girl and her mother, who was a judge, who came here to Bermuda and judged some shows here. And she found out about the um, an opportunity in the dressage world opening up here for, as being a trainer, and she recommended me for the job. And so that's a little bit how I sort of landed here in Bermuda a little bit. And uh, the first time I was here was over 20 years ago. And um, 
it's it's very odd that I'm back here, sort of in a different capacity. But at the same note, it's I know it's exactly where I'm supposed to be, and um, I'm back the second time through my husband I love very much, and we've been married almost nine years now. And um, it was by fate that him and I crossed paths again. <laughs> And so I'm an extremely lucky girl that gets to say that I married the man in my dreams and moved to paradise without a doubt. So, um, but that's kind of how I got here and everything. But um, more of my background over in the States and everything, like I said, I um, trained consistently with Tammy Bats at Fellowship Farm. And um, we were a very strong um, dressage training facility. And um, we worked very hard and um, had a very um, busy show schedule as doing all the shows in the local area as well as going to Florida every winter. And um, so we did it full throttle. And um, I learned a lot with going through that whole process um, and certainly have a lot of um, lessons that I learned from all of that still with me to this day. And um, that helps me also to sort of guide um, the future here a little bit in Bermuda as well for the dressage community and all. Do you mind sharing just more about what your official role here means in terms of you are Bermuda's national dressage coach? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm very lucky to be in that position. And as the national coach, I sort of oversee the whole entire sport. I oversee it from the grassroots here as to what really happens on the island, as well as to what goes on internationally. And um, that involves with opportunities that the dressage riders can have here on the island with bringing some international officials here to the island to educate them, as well as what opportunities are available to Bermuda riders abroad, which um, I really tried to focus on and bring a lot of attention to because I want Bermudians to realize that there's, you know, so much future in the sport of dressage here. And it doesn't begin and end with just what's happening here on the island and that there actually are a lot of fabulous opportunities over in the U.S. as well as Europe and that kind of thing. And a lot of it is, as you know, people just don't know. They're just not aware of it. So one of the big things that I've tried to do is be a national coach is bringing some um, new programs here to the island. One of the main things that we've been able to do is to bring Lyndon Gray. Lyndon Gray's team program here, which was huge, absolutely huge. She came here last June and did um, an intensive weekend training, um, two days of her team program, which was wonderful. And how that all started was two years in a row, I was able to actually take a team of juniors to her um, Dressage for Kids show up in Socrates, New York. And that was a fantastic opportunity for us. Number one, it's a great program because it starts at intro level. And what other opportunities do kids get to go and compete abroad starting at intro level? And that's just fantastic. And truthfully, that's where it all starts. If you get them really excited and really involved in intro level, it can carry all the way on up through young riders and hopefully potential future Olympians. You know, you never know. But, um, yes, we went two years in a row to um, Lyndon's show. She was fantastic, and she recognized us, and she actually approached us and said that she would love to come to Bermuda and do one of her team programs. And I looked right at her, and I said, tell me how we have to make it happen. And so the ball started rolling, and um, it was an incredible weekend. And everybody loved it. And there was so much information, like even myself picked up so many things from her. Um, and at the same note, two fabulous lessons with every kid ranging from intro level all the way up to third level. And um, that was really, really super. So um, it's a little bit also too one of my responsibilities to just sort of know the potential of the whole entire field because of course you have certain um, riders that ride at different barns and that kind of thing and to kind of see um, who is also to really taking a special interest in dressage because here in Bermuda so many especially of the um, kids they jump as well as do dressage but there have been a couple that have gone um, directly towards dressage and I have definitely noticed them 
and have tried to make sure that they've known about all of the really good opportunities in dressage and taken advantage of them. And that's a little bit how I started with Robin. I started with Robin, oh my gosh, what was it, six or seven years ago, and bless her heart, she was riding this pony a real that ended up being a great dressage pony, but he kept throwing her off. He kept shying and throwing her off, and her mother got so frustrated. She came to me, and she said, will you help her? <laughs> and we started working on teaching the pony how to bend, how to leg yield, all that kind of stuff. So he had to stay more focused on Robin, and as she'd go over jumps and things like that, that he didn't have so many opportunities to be throwing her off. And she really took to it. And then from that, it also, too, got her more in her own special spotlight. She has an older sister that's also an incredible rider who's very talented in the jumping. But with Robin going towards the dressage, it gave her own special time. And she really took to it and um, has just taken off and soared through it all the way from training level to here we are, getting her to go through the um, selections for the junior championships in North America, which we're very excited about. And, um, you know, I have to say, you know, as a trainer and a coach, you always hope for students like Robin. And she's been very special to me because not only has she wanted to do it, but she's also wanted to understand it. And personally, that's that's been a challenge to me in a good way because, you know, it's so much easier to just tell people you just need to do X, Y, and Z. <laughs> but when somebody really truly wants to understand it, it really makes you have to go even deeper, not only deeper within your training, but also deeper, you know, to how you approach things and things like that. So not only have I tried to make Robin the best rider that she can be, but I will have to say she has helped made me be a better trainer and a better coach. And um, for that, I think we do have a very special relationship. During the time that I've been here, um, and, and we'll, we'll come back to the conversation of Robin here in a minute, um, but during the time that I've been here, I've spent time kind of following, shadowing Robin and, and chatting with her. And she's, she's such an impressive young lady. And, and I remember, you know, during the show this past weekend, um, she was up there with the judges talking about her tests afterwards. And you could tell, I mean, she, she had a real, real desire to understand where things were coming from and, and she takes it so seriously, um, which, which is, is great because there does seem to be such a drive there to succeed. So yeah, she's such a neat kid and I'm really looking forward to see, um, where, where she goes with things. So as we're, as we're talking about, you know, um, dressage, being a dressage rider within this community, um, Bermuda is such an amazing place. It's so beautiful. Um, and it, it poses some really interesting challenges for horse owners and as if being a horse owner isn't already <laughs> challenging enough in its own way. Um, could you tell us about some of the unique challenges that horse owners face here in Bermuda? Um, for example, if I wanted to, <laughs> live in Bermuda and own a horse, what are some of the things that I need to keep in mind? I think one of the greatest challenges that we deal with here in Bermuda is the limited turnout. That, that That's an issue here. And, um, you know, especially in the States, typically you sort of know that you're, um, especially if you board at a stable and everything, you know that your horse is taken care of, that if you don't go ride it for a day or two, whatever, that it's going to have turnout. It's going to have a nice good field to take a nice good gallop if that's what needs to happen or anything like that. But here we, we don't have that situation. Now we do have turnout and, um, you know, there are places that have decent turnout. And I will also say that Bermudians are great at really, um, using the space that's available to them. And, um, doing the best that they can with what they have to work with but as far as having big huge open fields for horses to just have a good great gallop and just be true horses and all that kind of stuff they really don't have it here so even myself personally I've had to change the way that I warm horses up I think that's something that's um very unique about being here in Bermuda with horses. Um, personally, I um, warm horses up so much more at the walk now just because they're standing in their stalls so much more. And if they do get to be turned out, it's in a very small paddock. You know, they're not able to have a nice good run or anything like that to sort of stretch the muscles out. And we all know sometimes horses just need to have a good old buck and it just sort of, you know, work that kink out in their back or whatever else they may have. And, um, so I do, I, um, and even with training my, um, riders as well, 
is um, I do try and um, get the point across to them to how important the warm-up is and how important it is that they need to walk for a while and a good walk and let the horses stretch out and everything like that, not to just come out of the stall, hop on, and just start trotting and going at it. That That's not healthy and it's not fair. And um, so I, I do think that that's a real challenge. It, it can be done. Um, but also, too, a unique situation that I just got introduced to when I moved here is that um, a lot of the horses are, like, um, shared. People do half fees. They do quarter fees, um, which I was so used to in the States and everything. You had one owner that um, owned the horse, and that was it. But here, because horses um, do not consistently get turned out, it is very important that you have somebody that's going to come look at sort of, you know, check the horse and make sure that they do get out. And so a lot of times people will share their horses, like they'll um, do a half fee with somebody, or they may do a quarter fee where it's just once or twice a week that somebody comes um, and rides the horse and looks after them. And um, that was also too a challenge to be dealing with one horse with more than just one rider because the rider's levels can vary drastically. And that was extremely challenging for me. And I will have to say that the horses here in Bermuda are amazing for that and to how well that they adapt to that. But I also do think that Bermuda requires a very special horse. Not every horse is successful here um, because of the lack of turnout, because that um, the training program can be different. You're not always going to be dealing with the same rider all the time. Um, and also, too, that the levels of the riders can be extremely different. And that also, too, the majority of the horses here jump as well as do dressage. Um, so there's a lot of things to consider. And, of course, the other challenge here is that things are expensive because, of course, all of the food and hay gets imported. It gets imported in. And so um, it's brought over by boat. So you have to pay those fees for the boat to bring it over. Then, of course, you sort of have taxes, import taxes, and that kind of thing that sort of all roll over and that kind of stuff. So even just a bale of hay is pretty pricey here. And... Um, you know, also, too, because of the humidity and the environment here, storing the food as well can be a bit of an issue. It has to be in an air-conditioned facility, um, or at least that's the best situation for it. So you you don't you don't order, like, a year's supply of food to sort of cut down on costs. First of all, you're not going to have a place to put it. Second of all, because of the humidity and everything, it's going to mold and go bad in a very short time. So um, the suppliers that we deal with here, they um, are great at ordering, you know, the proper amount of food that each barn is going to need per week and that kind of thing. And um, so, but of course, all of that, you know, comes with a price, you know, but, but I have found that those are some of the biggest challenges. And um, the last one I'll have to say is, since we are on an island, we don't have specialists that are so available to us, um, you know, as far as um, vet specialists, as far as shoeing specialists, you know, that kind of thing. We certainly do have farriers here on the island as well as vets here on the island. But if your horse requires something very unique and has sort of a special issue, then that can become a bit of a challenge. Now, we do have vets that come abroad um, certain times of the year. And I will have to say, we've been extremely lucky <laughs> to get the vet the team vet for the British dressage team. And he actually goes to Carl Hester's barn. So I will have to say when I first met him and was actually watching, um, I guess it was the Olympics in Rio and was seeing Charlotte do her ride. And then of course they, you know, um, show a shot over to the crowd that's supporting and watching her. And there's Andre right in the middle of it all. I said to myself, I think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> So for the fact that Bermuda is able to have that opportunity absolutely blows my mind, just blows my mind. And, and that's great. But it's not like we get to call him up on the phone and say, hey, can you come over today or anything like that? We have to schedule um, appointments and that kind of thing for him to come certain times of the year. But to me, those are the greatest challenges here in Bermuda. It's so interesting because obviously I have, I'm, I'm more removed from the Bermuda dressage community and all everything that I'm seeing during my visit here is very fresh and different to me. Um, and some of the things that really kind of stuck with me as I was chatting with everybody around was that, um, I don't even remember who I was talking to, but somebody was saying, 
talking about the feed situation and bringing stuff in on boats, they were saying, oh, yeah. And then when the dock workers go on strike, then then that's an issue, too. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. Um, and then, you know, the other thing is we were on our way to the horse show yesterday from or the day before um, from Hinson Hall, which is just a couple minutes down the road from the National Equestrian Center. You know, you see horses and riders hacking down to the show because, um, well, you could you could talk about that more than I could. But, you know, it seems like it's difficult to trailer around here on these little tiny, narrow, curvy roads and not everybody has access to a trailer. And so that takes a special horse that, you know, can be competitive in a dressage ring and also is like, hey, yeah, it's fine. I'm just going to hack down this road and go buy these big trucks and it's fine. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, it, it it does take an extremely special horse, and that that is a challenge. And um, you know, also too, people um have to adjust their time differently. You know, it's like a twenty minute walk down to the equestrian center and everything like that. So if you're going down there to show, you have to think, okay, if I'm walking down there for twenty minutes and stuff, how do I sort of need to adjust my warm up? You know, and that kind of thing, because my horse is going to be walking for 20 minutes, you know, and that kind of stuff. And also, too, you could be going along, head down to VZ Street. Your horse is perfectly quiet and calm, and you could have somebody on a bike come flying right past you, right up their tail, completely set them off. And um, it happens all the time. I will have to say myself, I tried maybe twice the um, hacking down to VZ Street, and um, it was not positive experiences, and I clearly decided then and there that that just was not for me. So, um, but yeah, it is. It's, it's a different way of life. Now, we do have a guy here who does trailer who's fabulous, and so it is available, um, but also, too, he's like one of the main people that does the trailing. There's maybe two others. So if he has to go from one end of the island and pick up a couple of horses, drop them off at the equestrian center, then go to the other end of the island and pick them up, the times vary. Like he may have to pick somebody up at 6.30 when they really don't show till 8.30, but he's got to pick them up there because he has to get to the other end to pick somebody else up. So, you know, that does, you know, change things up a little bit and you have to plan for that. You know, you really do. And um, I will have to say, yes, they're amazing to drive these roads because they are so narrow and windy. And then also, too, the hills are extremely steep. I um, I did drive trucks and trailers when I was in the States and actually did the big ones and everything like that. Cannot imagine driving a, even a two-horse here. And um, also, too, the gears to the trucks are a little bit different. And also, too, the turning axles and all a little bit different because they have to turn so much sharper and everything so uh yeah I clearly realized that just needed to leave that up to the experts and that was the best <laughs> kind of laughed when um uh I was with Robin on the day that she was schooling with you and they had the the trailer come to pick her up and take her home and they said oh yeah and this he also delivers feed and he's a farrier and and he's like the jack of all trades too. Yeah, that was that was pretty wild. And also like like there was something very homey and cozy about that too, I think that you know, this this is your guy. <laughs> okay, so we we talked about the the challenges that you face on the smaller scale of as as being an individual horse owner. Um let's talk about some of the biggest challenges that the dressage community as a whole faces. I have to say as a whole the biggest challenge that we have is is because space is limited here and our equestrian center, we actually share it with all the other disciplines. We share it with the jumping as well as the driving group here. And because of that, there is no permanent dressage court set up on the island. And that is really affecting us. And it's really affecting us now because people have gotten so far along in their training and their riding that now accuracy is starting to really affect them. And it's actually causing them to lose a lot of points, more so than I'd like to see. And even for myself personally, it makes a huge difference when you can consistently just ride in a dressage court. You know, just get the feel for the corners. Get a feel for the space, you know. And you it you just can't get it when you're just riding in a large rink. And we all know everything changes completely when you have to do it at that letter, you know. And when you do not have, you know, so much time to be, be preparing for something or anything like that, that things happen so fast, and especially as you move up through the test, how much quicker they um, happen and everything like that. So that's a big challenge, um, I'll have to say, that we face. And the other challenge is... Um, which I'm trying my best to change, 
is that, um, you know, we have small numbers. I will have to say, even though our numbers are small, they're very committed people, very dedicated people, which is great. And um, so we're trying to think about um, doing some different approaches to try and get some interest here on the island. Um, we started a series that we called the On the Road Show, and it's where the judge and like the scorer and um, the scribe would go to the different barns. And we would set up a makeshift dressage court up in the ring at the different barns and um, hold a little dressage show at each barn. And then we would take all of the results um, for the day and come, um, put them against everybody. And then the final results would be for the whole entire day. So people would not have to trailer. So that would cut down on that cost. And then also, too, it's a little bit more comfortable being at home. And um, to get some of the um, sort of, you know, just weekly lesson students an opportunity to ride in a show in sort of a, a less intimidating environment and that kind of thing. And we were extremely successful with the first couple of ones that we did with that. Um, I think the first one we had like um, 48 rides, which is huge for us. And um, just thrilled. And it, the majority of it was intro level, which was great. You know, it was all great and everything. And um, so the interest is there. And so it's a little bit more trying to, instead of get people to come to the sport, trying to get the sport to go to people. And um, another thing that we um, have come up with is doing a lead line class for intro A for some of the real little walk trotters because we compete so much with the um, hunter divisions here and the hunter shows here and stuff. And of course, all those guys, they have lead line classes. They have walk trot lead line classes and stuff where, you know, somebody trots along the pony while the little kids, you know, doing posting trot and stuff. And intro A, that's what it's all about. And so um, we thought, you know, let's just do a lead line class of our own. You know, we'll get some people to volunteer to be runners, which I myself more than happy to do. And, um, you know, to give them a little bit of a taste um, about dressage and everything like that. Now, we'll have to say one thing that works for us is in dressage, you have a specific time that you show you do not wait around all day for a whole list of classes to go through. You know exactly when you go in and when you come out and when you can go. So that is one thing that we have working for us and everything like that. But um, those are sort of a, a couple of things that we've done having to think outside of the box to make the sport work more here and just kind of um, a little bit as to, um, you know, what the situations are for people and um like i said just trying to take dressage more to the rider as opposed to the rider going to dressage that's uh thinking about it in the reverse of what what we would normally think about but it's clever and it's uh in good um in, i don't know clever thinking <laughs> considering the circumstances what do they say like necessity is the mother of invention or something like that yeah yeah so okay so we've talked about the things that make dressage kind of difficult to pursue in Bermuda. Um, what do you think is something that's really special and unique about the dressage community here? Well, I have to say, you know, the first thing is, is one of the things I fell in love with personally is the weather here. Oh my gosh, it's, it's amazing. And even you yourself, when I first met you, you came and said, you know, it smells like Florida here. And it's, it's just an amazing place to live. The majority of the time, it's very warm. It's very sunny. And um, now we do get some rain that comes through, but typically it's not a, you know, wash out entire day, that kind of thing. So you can always be training in some way, shape or form. And um, that's just fabulous. And even myself, you know, that doesn't care for the cold very much anymore. I feel a whole lot better. <laughs> I function a whole lot better when it's a lot warmer and everything like that. And I will have to say, you know, we have had Olympic teams from other sports come here to Bermuda to train for the Olympics, for the big equestrian games and things like that. Um, there was a team that came here for swimming as well as a team from another country for tennis. And all those guys were getting prepared for the Olympics. And the main reason that they came to Bermuda was the humidity. And you think about it, all of the major games are always held during the summer. What better place to have to be going up against humidity, getting yourself used to it, your horse used to it, than Bermuda? And when I first got here, a lot of riders, you know, as soon as summertime would hit, their horses would just sit. 
They do absolutely nothing. They let them sit till about the 1st of September. And then all of a sudden they start picking them back up and get them ready for show season. And myself personally doesn't entirely agree with that because I just don't think it's healthy. You know, I don't think it's healthy to um, stop an athlete and to just let him go down. I think it's much healthier to continue to do some type of training. doesn't have to be necessarily full throttle. Um, but I see the summer as um, the perfect time to do some cross training as well as to do some um, training to be going up the levels and that kind of thing. And people are starting to come around a little bit more to that idea. And I will have to say I see fewer people um just you know totally sort of going off the grid during that time and everything like that but um I think just in general for Bermuda as a whole that um the weather is just such a huge advantage here and Bermuda is becoming a very big sport hot spot you know where we had the um America's Cup here with the sailing and everything years ago. Also, too, now we're having in the triathlon world, we're having the major triathlons here and everything. And um, we just had a big, huge golf tournament here as part of the PGA Tour and everything. So, um, and I see those same advantages for Bermuda, um, for the equestrian community. I truly do, and especially dressage. And one of the greatest things about dressage is, the dressage court is the same size no matter where you put it in the world. It's 20 by 60 everywhere you go. And that's huge for Bermudians, you know. They can still do the same type of work that needs to be done here in Bermuda as the same type of work that needs to be done in Wellington, Florida, around all the top international riders. And that's something that I've really tried to drive home here is that you need to spend a lot of time building a very strong foundation, no matter what your goals are. And you can definitely do that here in Bermuda. And if you can do that, then you can certainly look towards bigger and better goals. Something that I thought was really um, unique and special about the what I've observed in dressage my time here is when we were at the show this past weekend um, with the FEI show on Saturday and then the more, I guess, local show on Sunday. Um, the judges were Jeannie McDonald and Lois Eukins, um, who, you know, they're like jetting off to Europe and, you know, other places. Yeah. And they're, they're big, they're big, big names and they're, um, international quality. And here you have these, these kids who, you know, maybe don't necessarily have a ton of experience in the dressage ring and, and, um, you know, after the show on Saturday, we were at the judges dinner and it was great because we were sitting at this beautiful, you know, when I think of like the classic Bermuda home, that's kind of where we were. And we had just had a really great dinner and we were sitting around with the judges just, you know, on couches and it was like a fireside chat with the judges. And, and it was so neat how, you know, it was so accessible and cozy and, and it wasn't intimidating and it wasn't scary. And, um, you know, I got to see dressage judges as real people and not just scary people sitting at, in a box at sea or, um, you know, things like that. So I thought that was unique. And I was like, oh man, we, this isn't really something that we have in America. I mean, maybe it's there, but it's, it's not as, uh, right in front of you like it is here. You're exactly right. And it is just an amazing opportunity. And also too, an incredible opportunity is they want to do that. It's so amazing. And also too refreshing how much they want to share their knowledge, as well as help us. And it is absolutely priceless. You know, like you saw at that dinner, I was able, myself and Robin were able to sit down with both judges, go over her test on Saturday, hear their comments, hear what they felt like needed to be improved, what needed to be tweaked to get a little bit before she competed on Sunday. Where else do you get that opportunity? I mean, it's huge, really huge. And, and that's a little bit where I still feel like my work needs to be done for people to realize what an advantage that is. And, you know, if everybody would be as hungry as Robin is and to take advantage of those opportunities to really talk to them and hear their thoughts and get their feedback, whether it's positive or negative, but to get the feedback and to take that and to um, use that, you know, use that to motivate her and, and to make things better and everything like that. You know, in, in my eyes, there's really no reason why really great writers can't be coming out of here. 
There's no reason whatsoever. And um, we're so fortunate that they do come here. But the thing is, too, is who doesn't want to come to Bermuda, you know? And um, it's it's actually a pretty easy trip. You know, there's direct flights out of Boston, Philadelphia, and Miami that come on a daily basis. And, um, you know, we can offer them to get out of the cold weather for a few days and that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, they've always been extremely helpful and everything like that. And um, even myself coming from the States and being, you know, a little peon in the big crowd, you know, now I know these ladies on a first name basis, you know, and um, it's, it's just been an amazing opportunity for me personally, you know, as well. And um, when I was here working over 20 years ago, my um, job interview was actually with um, doing a clinic with Robert Dover. <laughs> And here I showed up and I actually had to ride two horses with him. And, um, you know, I, I did seem to pass the grade cause I didn't leave. <laughs> but I mean, even with that, I had never ridden with him, never would have had the opportunity to ride with somebody great like him, great like him. But, you know, he used to come in here on a regular basis as well and do clinics and everything. And it was just amazing. Yeah. And it, it sounds too like, um, You've got Robert Dover, you've got Lyndon Gray, and I think you said George Williams came over. Yes, we're so grateful. Actually, George had been coming over here for like 30 years. I think Bermuda was like one of his first places where he started, um, you know, doing clinics and everything. And he's a huge favorite over here, as he should be. And, um, you know, we were so lucky um, before he got all of his... um, you know, big titles with the USEF and USDF and everything that he came here and did a couple of clinics and stuff. And, um, you know, also too, now, even when we went to, um, the youth championships this past summer to just go, um, see it and and to just, um, take it all in, we saw him, ran up to him, gave him a huge hug and everything like that. And he was so great and took us into the chef's meeting and introduced us to, you know, the show organizer and the officials and stuff. And I mean, you know, what a better opportunity and somebody even better to sort of, you know, help introduce you and everything like that. And um, he is extremely supportive of Bermuda and his wife as well. Cannot thank them enough for um, all of their knowledge and information that they shared with us and um, how helpful they were and um, wanting to help get Bermuda to the youth championships and everything like that. Um, Of course, they know the value um to getting that to be part of our program here as well speaking of the youth championships um let's go back to the topic of um our kind of star junior rider robin um can you tell us about the the journey that robin's been on to qualify for the north american youth championships it's it's been a process it it sounds like for sure um so can you tell me more about what that journey is like to get robin from Bermuda to the North American Youth Championship. Well, truthfully, you know, none of this happens overnight. <laughs> and so all of this really, I'll have to say, it probably started about five years ago. And it, it's, it started about then when she really started taking an interest to just do dressage, that that's what she wanted to do. So what I actually started with first is I've got her the opportunity to actually go train at Tammy Bats Barn in Greensboro, North Carolina, for her to first go into a... Um, you know, very well-structured, true dressage training barn. Let her go there for the summer for a couple of weeks, get some great training, be able to do a show or two with them, see how she takes it. You know, see if she loves it, she may even hate it. See how she goes with that, and we'll go from there. So she went there, she had a fabulous time, loved it, came back even more motivated which, okay, great. So um, at the time, she was showing a very nice um, little pony um, named Happy Feet. And, um, you know, her mom started talking with me about some things. And I said, you know, okay, what you need to do now is you need to start investing into some training with her pony. You know, he's got to start learning all these movements and everything like that. And he needs to know them before she does so that when she gets on and ask him, he knows what to do. So her mom was completely on board, let the horse get schooled two to three times a week. Then also, too, Robin started increasing her training, um, taking lessons two to three times a week as well. And um, we were very successful with that and was able to move her on up the levels um, 
with that dedication. And then also, too, once again in the summer, she went back to Tammy, was able to lease an extremely nice upper-level horse there, um, got some good um, consistent training there, did um, a show or two as well at third level for the first time and everything like that. So that was really valuable. And um, she competed at um, Lyndon Gray's show twice. And so that was really super as well. So all of this is starting to just sort of, you know, build the foundation a little bit. You know, her going away and competing, she's really turned on with that, as well as to getting into a real strict training program. You know, that's not turning her off either. And so then it came time that she was going to need another horse. And so her mother went to um, Germany and found Ross. And um, he came and um, we first sent him to North Carolina as well to um, sort of just get acclimated a little bit to some heat and humidity because my concern was if he was to come from Germany to Bermuda first, that if there was anything major that needed to be dealt with, that we would not have the resources so close to us. And so um, I wanted to first make sure that he sweat and that that was all okay and that there was nothing sort of tricky about him um, before he got here. So he um, arrived in North Carolina about March or so, and Robin went up and rode him a couple of times up there, and she also showed him at um, Lyndon's show up in New York, um, which was great. And then he actually came here to Bermuda in August, so he's been here a little bit over a year. And so um, that was just good for us to have some information about him and to just kind of be used to him a little bit before he got here. Because as you see, he pretty much well lives in somebody's backyard (laughs) is what he does. And it's an amazing situation. And he's a very special horse to uh, be able to thrive in that situation as well. And, And he does. Now, I will have to say they do take great care of him. And he's very close to where Robin and her mother live. And so they are um, on top of him all the time and give him um, special care whenever it's needed, which is um, really great. And um, so that's been a little bit sort of the the journey as to where it's gotten us today. And, um, you know, Robin's a typical teenager. She plays another sport, which she's very successful at. And um, also, too, she's an extremely intelligent student and takes her studies very seriously. And, um, so she's very busy with that. And so sometimes we have to adjust, um, the training schedule a little bit because she has exams or, you know, whatever, but, um, but we make it work. And I think for the fact that I started with her so young and now she's a, a, you know, a young lady really, um, I think that's special for us, you know, that, that her and I know each other so well. And um, I can sort of see when she's a little bit out of sorts as to kind of maybe how things need to be adjusted a little bit and, and that kind of thing. But at the same note, too, I think she's very comfortable to talk to me and to be upfront and straight with me and that kind of thing. And when you start going this journey, and I'll have to say from here on out, it's the way it has to be. There's a lot of time and energy that, you know, um, is taken from both sides. And it truly is a team. You know, and you have to, I do think it's, it's important for you to have, um, the mindset of a team. It's not one person or one thing that actually gets you there, but it's a whole team working together that makes all this successful. And at the same note too, that's what it's going to take. So, um, you know, we're in the middle of it and we're extremely grateful that, um, the show went as well as it did for us this past weekend. We're very excited about that, but at the same note too, All of it isn't over yet. We still have quite a bit of work ahead of us, and um, we will have our next um, selection trial in May. And so, um, and then with that, once she um, completes the selection trial here in May, then the horse will go back to North Carolina, and um, Robin does need to compete in the States. That's also something, too, that I feel strongly about. You know, I don't want her, if things do go well for us, I don't want her to be going into the um, youth championships, you know, with that being her first, you know, abroad competition with this horse, you know, she needs to get her feet wet 
she knows to go be into some different rings. That horse needs to get into some indoors. You know, all those kinds of things need to be dealt with um, before that time. So um, we've had to think a little bit as to, you know, what the plan really has to be. And also, too, say she needs another score or two, we have to make sure that time's allowed in order for her to go to those competitions and to um, get those scores. And, of course, it sounds like this whole journey with Robin is that she's she's kind of the trailblazer. Yeah, and and the hope is that it's, she's not the only one. It's that she's the first of many. Um, so when we talk about what we hope for the dressage community here in Bermuda, what what are your personal things that you hope to see come for the dressage community here? Well, I really do hope to see that we really do produce great um, riders as well as horses. And, you know, that's the thing. We actually have very nice horse flesh here. You know, I think you have seen some nice quality horses here on the island. And that's always the way it's been. Even when I was here over 20 years ago, there were nice horses here. Um, you know, the thing that I see that, you know, also, too, is lacking a little bit, which I do think has gotten better, is, you know, the rider's commitment to a consistent training program. And that, to me, makes all the difference in the world. You can have the greatest talent in the world, but if you're not willing to consistently work um, and to stay in a structured program, you know, that um, can be your downfall. Um, But I do think that that's improving, and I'm certainly trying to really help with that. And, um, you know, my hope is, is that riders here in Bermuda will see um, all the opportunities that are available to them, not only here on the island, but also abroad. And that's um, my vision for um, the future of Bermuda dressage. And um, I do think it's gotten started. Um, I think we're able to do Um, a little bit more for the juniors at this time, but I'm certainly am not forgetting about the adults. And um, it's it's a little bit more difficult to find these types of situation for adults, but I'm working on it. And uh, my eyes and ears are always open. Um, But at the same note too, the kids is the start. You know, that's the beginning. And also too, we can start with the kids and everything. Um, Then they become better adult riders and, you know, everything like that. And, um, so that's a little bit what my hopes and dreams are, you know, for Bermuda. And I truly do believe in my heart, you know, much as people may think I'm crazy, but I feel like we can produce great horses and great riders out of here and that the majority of the training can be done here in Bermuda. Um, I have not given up the dream that possibly one day there will be a covered ring here with mirrors. I've not given up that dream. (laughs) Um, And, you know, never say never. So um, that would be very helpful and beneficial to have that. But um, still, there is a lot of good things to work with. And um, there's a lot of great kids here. And I will have to say, yes, Robin is the trailblazer. Um, And you have to start somewhere. And if it's just one, we'll start with just one. Uh, But behind her, I do see a couple of more. There may be a bit of a gap for a little while, but I do see two others that um, are really dedicated and taking this really serious. And I do think that they're looking up to Robin and watching her and all of that. And um, I will have to say, I do see some of the um, riders that compete in dressage as well as jumping, sort of keeping their eyes over towards dressage a little bit because um, we are able to um, be doing these junior championship qualifiers here in Bermuda, which is a big deal. And um, so, yeah, so I'm hoping that the momentum is started and that we can keep it going and just um, continue on to bigger and better things. What's something that you'd like the world to know about Bermuda and dressage in Bermuda? If you could share a message with the world, what would it be? I think the message I'd love to share is that that there is so much potential here, you know, that there really is. And, um, you know, for the local people that, you know, being on an island is not a dead end, that it's actually more of an advantage than a disadvantage um, and that people should really look at it that way and take advantage of the opportunities that are available here. And also, too, that's something great as well is that, you know, government supports the sports here. And that's enormous. And see, I wasn't used to that in the States. And that's been a huge help. And um, also, too, you know, the government's really starting to take notice to our progress in the equestrian community. And they are supporting us. They're also um, supporting the national coach position and everything like that because they recognize having a national coach just kind of is a person that sort of steers it 
um, you know, in the correct direction and also too sort of helps uh, the whole overall sport. And um, so that's been fantastic and a huge advantage. And um, with that, through government, we've also had opportunities to um, expose the sport here on the island and stuff. Um, they hold a lot of sports expos and things like that, um, that we've been able to have um, our own um, Equestrian Federation booth and stuff like that and to show people a little bit what we're about. And... Um, We've tried to be clever and offer some candy and stuff like that to get people to come on over, which, hey, whatever works. And um, But it's huge. And also, to the Olympic Association here in Bermuda, they're extremely supportive. And there's a lot of opportunity through them as well. And, um, you know, I think the states, you know, it's, it's just so big, so maybe you you don't get the chance to work with those people so closely and stuff, but I personally have, and I've been very impressed and there's been a lot of support and everything like that. And, and because of that, um, dressage has gotten um, a lot of recognition. Now I will have to say as well that we are extremely proud of our um, very strong international rider, Annabelle Collins, who was very strong and in the running for qualifying for the Olympics here. And I think we have maybe two more weeks at the most. It's the end of December that it becomes official. But she's looking extremely well on the list. And we're very proud of her and her results. And that also, too, is extremely helpful for us. You know, for people to see, hey, you can take it to the highest level, you know, um, that it is possible. And, um, you know, I, I think that's just really important. And for at the moment, a little bit, the stars are lining up for us where we have Annabelle at the highest and then we have Robin coming through. And then I do see a couple of other younger ones that are coming behind Robin and stuff like that. So for that, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud and pleased. And um, I just pray that I can, um, you know, see it all through to the end and um, can keep the ball rolling. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with me and, and show me around this beautiful place and and um, introduce Dressage Today and all of our followers to um, the Bermudian Dressage community. It's been it's been such a neat experience to see how, how things are done here. And I think there's a lot of stuff that can be learned um, on, on our side of things, too, from the way that you guys are doing things. And maybe we can take some of your clever approaches to things and apply them to our own community. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Dressage Today podcast. You can learn more from Dressage Today and read in-depth training articles at dressagetoday.com. And for daily dressage training tips and advice, give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Happy riding! The Dressage Today podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of Active Interest Media and the Equine Network.